We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we welcome back in and welcome in Chelsea Messenger, our friend and betting insider. Chelsea, we get rematches aplenty, six of them. This weekend in the NFL, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. It all leads up to this. How much do you like playoff betting versus regular season betting any difference for you as we enter this part of the year yeah I think there's limited options you know obviously there's not as many games and it can be tougher to find edges but there are some and especially with some of these spreads where I think my favorite way to play this weekend is probably in teasers and if you haven't heard of teasers there is a way in which the books will give you six points in either direction and you have to combine them with a couple other games to get some value. But I think a three-leg teaser is plus 140 and uh, a two-leg teaser minus 140, depending on what, where you get it. So I think that's the, way, the best way to play this weekend, along with some player props. So, Chelsea, in the last segment, we were talking about the Cowboys and the Buccaneers and that primetime Monday night game, the final game in wildcard weekend. Uh, how much do you take into account – Uh, desperation when you're betting. And I think that there is an argument to be made that both teams are going to be a little desperate. You've got the Buccaneers who are home underdogs and uh, they've played their best football when Tom Brady has just kind of called his own plays and, you know, thrown it everywhere around the field. And then you've got the Cowboys who are going to have to be on the road to try to make a run to the Super Bowl throughout the entire playoffs. Do you take desperation in account as far as like individual player props or when you're looking at how you want to bet a game like that? I don't think so, because if we learn anything from that Packers game, just because you need to win does not mean that you are going to win. As We saw the Packers lose to the Lions in a game that they had to win to get into the postseason. So I think you have to be careful uh, when thinking about that, because it's still the NFL. These are still good teams, especially in the postseason. But speaking about this Bucks and Cowboys game, I think this is the most difficult one to predict, because both sides kind of have factors where you're shaking your head and you're saying, how do I trust this team? Because I think you strip away the name Tampa Bay Bucks and you take away the name Tom Brady. It's not been a good team this year. In fact, they have a losing record, and it's been really hard to trust in the red zone. So it's a team that comes with a lot of problems, but still at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady. And it's the squarest angle you can probably think, well, you know, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, it's, you know, very obvious. But still, it's going to be really tough for me to side with the Cowboys here because Dak Prescott's been so terrible. You know, if there's ever a team that's going to the postseason, you know, not looking spectacular, it's the Cowboys. I had to do a double take with some of the stats, 14 of 37 last time around. So I think if all things are equal, I'll take the points getting, I'll take the team getting points at home. And that's the Bucs uh, getting three. I think this line's already gone down to two and a half. So I'll roll with the Bucs here. 
You know, it's interesting too, Chelsea. We mentioned the rematches. They're all rematches, and three of them are divisional rematches, which means round three. And I remember at one point in the season you pointing to um, how often road dogs were covering in divisional games. It's going to be hard to take any of the road dogs in these divisional games, right? Though, or, or do we have to just do we have to really look at this analytically? What do the trends say there? Yeah, uh, I think I saw a trend where actually, uh, I don't know about road splits, but I know double-digit favorites in the postseason, and I think in the wildcard round are 9-0 and ATS in their last nine, which wow. I had to double-check. And I remember specifically, I think it was last year, was it the Chiefs that played the Steelers and they were like laying 10 or something? And everybody, I think I was one of those people that said, you know, it's too many points. But then the Chiefs like obliterated the Steelers. It was not even close. So I think some of these big lines can be daunting, but still you've got to consider the matchup. And plus these teams, you know, they want to win. So they're going to keep their foot on the gas pedal. Cause one of those big lines is the bills. I think that's one. I don't really love laying a ton of points. What's that line at now? Probably 13 against the dolphins, 13. but this yeah. is a Bills. Yeah. This is a Bills team that it almost feels sacrilegious to bet against right now, just because of the circumstances surrounding them. But in that game, Here's the thing. You don't have to bet these games on the spread. You can be creative. That's the great thing about these sports books. You can find an angle, something completely different than the spread. So in the Bills game, I'm going to take the Bills in the first half. So far this season, the Bills have been the best scoring team in the first half when playing at home, averaging 19.7 points per game. Do we really think Skylar Thompson or whoever is going to put up those kind of numbers in the first half against the Bills? I think not. Probably going to be taking the Bills minus seven in the first half and taking a long, hard look at their team total in the first half. Chelsea, I know you already mentioned uh, the Buccaneers, but are there any other teams in this wild card weekend that you think are on upset alert? Uh, one of the teams that, that I identified early that, you know, I think that while they've, you know, their, their record indicates that they could potentially be a Super Bowl contender, but they haven't really shown it with the play on the field probably the Vikings and you know so I think that there might be a chance that the Giants could could beat them and I kind of like the money line on that are there any teams that you're looking at uh, that you think could be on upset alert this weekend yeah I think those three dogs uh, you've got the Bucks getting two and a half at home the Jags also getting two points at home to the Chargers which I feel like it's a big coaching mismatch Doug Peterson I would trust way more over Brandon Staley who you know, there's already rumors that Sean Payton might be going to uh, the Chargers in the next couple of years. Uh, so I like the Jags there. And also, like you said, the Giants getting 30 on the road. Uh, Brian Dable's got, done a fantastic job with the Giants this season. And plus, the Vikings have such a bad secondary, one of the worst secondaries in the entire league. So if there's ever a time for Daniel Jones to at least be decent, it's against that secondary. And like I said, I think the best way to play it is play a teaser where you get six points tacked on to all three of those teams. And so those teams have to blow them out. I don't see that happening. Uh, so I think that's the best way to play. But three live dogs this weekend, the Giants, the Jags, and the Bucks. Giants, Jags, Bucks on a teaser. Okay. Uh, you mentioned player props, Chelsea. What is, um, what is your favorite player prop or props this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go with George Kittle over his receiving prop of 42 and a half yards against the Seahawks because the Seahawks are absolutely terrible at defending tight ends. And in fact, they've given up the most receiving yards to tight ends 
of any team in the NFL this season. And the one game that George Kittle played against the Seahawks, guess what? He had two touchdowns and 93 receiving yards. He didn't play in the first matchup against the Seahawks, but if you look at last year, oh, guess what? 181 receiving yards, a season high for George Kittle when facing the Seahawks. So George Kittle also has uh, some familiarity with Brock Purdy. He's been one of his favorite targets over the last few months. So why would Brock Purdy go away from the guy that absolutely torched the Seahawks? I think as a rookie, you lean on the guys who are, you know, predictable and reliable. So I'm going to go with George Kittle. Well, you know, if we stick with the 49ers, for a second here, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think I read earlier today there are only two players in the NFL that have gotten to, into the end zone in each of the last six weeks of the season Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs and Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers. So, knowing that, and obviously you're high on George Kittle, um, do you think that you, you should continue to ride that Christian McCaffrey train for, you know, potentially an anytime touchdown in this game? I think running backs who can catch passes out of the backfield are excellent plays for any time touchdown bets because, you know, there's a multitude of ways that they can score. Same thing with Austin Eckler. Usually usually he's the safer play for any time touchdown when it comes to the Chargers. A lot of it depends on the price. So if it's, you know, minus 130 or something, yeah, I like that too. And also it should be noted in that game against the Seahawks, I believe Christian McCaffrey had over 100 yards on the ground as well. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game too. When we look at uh, to the Minnesota Giants game at 48, it's interesting. They, I think they went to only what they went to. Sorry, they went to 51 in the last one. I don't love a lot of these point totals. I kind of like that one. Um, do you are are you with any of the over unders? They all are pretty conservative, and and that's interesting to me. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think the points total scare me because we'll see some of these offenses really thrive, you know, between, you know, the middle of the field. But in the red zone, especially in the playoffs, I don't know if this is gut feeling, but I feel like teams really clamp down. Uh, The only total that I was kind of interested in was maybe the Chargers and the Jags because think about it. Two uh, great young quarterbacks who can really sling it, and uh, they're probably not going to be running the ball that often. And also the fact that those defenses are not great either. The Jags have a decent defense, but the Chargers are not a good defense. So uh, much, it'll be a much easier matchup for the Jags than going into that Titans run defense that Trevor Lawrence had to make every single throw. And with limited time of possession, it should be a much easier feat going into this Chargers defense. It's not good against the run. Travis Etienne should be able to get involved in this one as well. So, uh, the only one maybe be over in the Chargers and Jags. So I'm looking at the the Bengals and the Ravens matchup for this weekend, Chelsea, and 90% of the bets placed are on the Bengals. Um, of course, the Ravens are dealing with significant quarterback issues with Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley. Um, to me, I don't know, it seems like a no-brainer with the way that uh, the Bengals play offensively. They seem to be one of the more complete teams in the playoffs that – They should cover, I would think. That eight-and-a-half number doesn't really scare me away. Uh, And then I know that we were just talking over-unders, and I know the Ravens have a a difficulty with their quarterback right now. Uh, But I I mean, just me, I kind of like the over on that. I don't know. Maybe talk me out of that. What do you like in this game? Man, I hate this game. Uh, Ever since it went to over a touchdown, which I would have taken the Bengals at six-and-a-half, but now at eight-and-a-half, it seems almost a touch too high. 
the Ravens are one of those teams that are well coached. You know the defense is going to show up. But the real problem is trying to predict what they're going to do on offense, especially when you don't know the quarterback situation. I think that's kind of tough. But it's a divisional matchup. And it's it's almost like the Ravens are one of those teams, kind of like the Steelers, that it doesn't really matter what they look like on paper going into postseason. You just kind of give them a little bit more extra credit. So eight and a half, I think, is a pretty good point spread, especially since the fact that they have one of the better kickers in the league, probably the best kicker. I would say Justin Tucker. So uh, somebody that even if they can get close to scoring points, you know, maybe they're not scoring touchdowns, but maybe they're scoring some field goals enough to cover. So I'm staying away, but would not be shocked if the Ravens can keep it within eight and a half. All right, Chelsea, anything else we haven't talked about that people need to be on this weekend as we get into super wild card weekend? Hmm. I think George Kittle is probably my favorite play. Some of these props have not been posted, but if you are interested in any kind of futures market, now's the time to place them. I think it's a good buy spot, maybe for the Eagles, because I think a lot of people have forgotten about how dominant they were when, you know, they were rolling and Jalen Hurts was healthy. So I think right now they are, I think they're still the favorites to win the NFC, but I but they're plus 550, I think, to win the Super Bowl. Maybe a good buy low spot on the Eagles. I do think maybe it's a sleeping giant. How odd is that, by the way? The Eagles, so Eagles and Niners. The Niners are more favored to win the Super Bowl, but the Eagles are more favored to win the NFC. How on earth does that happen? Yeah, I don't know, especially since in the history of the NFL, not a single rookie quarterback has won a Super Bowl. Not a single rookie quarterback has played in a Super Bowl. I had to double-check that because I thought to myself, didn't Dan Marino play in the Super Bowl? No, it was his second year. Didn't Ben Roethlisberger play in a Super Bowl as a rookie? No, it was his second year. So do we think Brock Purdy can like be the first quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. I- I'm still with the Eagles. I think they're the more complete team, uh, even though I think the Niners are pretty solid as well, but I still like the Eagles. All right, Chelsea, thank you. Next week's round, historically the best round for me. Love it. Uh, We'll get through this week, and we'll just, you know, sob silently that we're almost done with NFL betting for the season. We appreciate your visits each and every week. Yeah, at least your team's still in it. Uh, I'm a Titans fan, so thanks for having me. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, Chelsea. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey uh, Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. When we come back, another fun thing to do with the postseason, if you haven't, you can play fantasy football as a postseason thing. Tommy and I both do it. If you're like me this year and just had a brutal fantasy season, maybe a chance for redemption. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit and continue in this first hour with NFL Wild Card Weekend Talk. And we'll go into some K-State sports in hour number two. That's what's on tap. Sports Daily coming right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.